Welcome everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. As a marketing company, we work with a lot of business owners and we're constantly inspired by their ideas and innovation. Inspire the Vibe is our weekly opportunity to connect with the super savvy business owners and share it with you. I'm Kristen, one of the co-founders of Inspired Vibe, and I'm going to hand it over to Amber to introduce herself and her friends. I'm Amber with Inspired Vibe. I'm one of the co-founders. Inspired Vibe, we provide marketing design, social media, and event production to businesses and community organizations. I have two of my very favorite people with us today. One of them is Katie Toscano with Small Business Creatives, our resident social media strategist. Hi, Katie. Hello. And also with us this week is Travis Jones, owner of Two Wheel Jones, a bike shop out of Mesa, Arizona. Good morning, Travis. How are you guys today? We're good. <laughs> All right, Travis, unlike a lot of businesses who've had to adapt to a slowdown in response to COVID, uh, you've experienced the opposite. What over the last few weeks surprised you the most? It's been a, a really bizarre whirlwind for the last five, six weeks. Somehow we end up in, in a business that is quite literally overrun as a result of uh, a change in demand. Much like toilet paper, all of a sudden the, the demand is high and the supply is low. When the governors are making these announcements that everybody needs to stay at home, but you can still go outside and exercise and go for walks and go for bike rides. Being in the industry that uh, serves that community made the, the demand side of our equation really simple but we had to adapt really, really quickly to be able to manage the business over the last five weeks. It's changed pretty quickly. Travis, I have two follow-up questions. Can you give us some context on the demand you're experiencing and that these everyday customers coming in to buy more bikes or are you seeing a whole new group of customers coming in? Our, our shop has always built itself uh, around its local cycling community. Our customer base tends to be fairly the same. There's always some new people coming in, but for the most part, more than 50% of the people walking in our, the doors of our business, we already know. Over the last six weeks, it is all new faces. Uh, our regulars are there, but the new faces are, uh, are the, the vast majority. Shipments that the bike industry brought in in late February, early March, intended to last through June. And with the next shipments scheduled for June, were depleted by the third week of April. And in every supplier, if you go to big box store and walk past the bike section, you're going to see empty shelves. It looks like the toilet paper aisle right now. Wow. Uh, and in the sub thousand dollar category, there's almost no inventory left nationwide and not just from our supplier, but in checking with other, with other vendors from every supplier, which on the front side feels awesome. It's great to see a big surge in your business on the back side becomes super problematic because now the supply chain can't keep up with the demand. And for the next two months, we're in the flip side of that, where there's nothing left to sell. On the front side, that's adapting to staffing needs and trying to keep up with the, the demand. And now on the back side, it will be figuring out alternatives for customers and unfortunately, probably turning away customers that want to purchase it and simply won't be able to for a little while. Oh. Hey, Travis, I am so curious as business owners, when there are changes, especially drastic changes like this, we analyze, we talk right. to each other about why is this happening and what's happening exactly. Can you give us a little clue on what you think is happening and why? Yeah, I mean, um, 
The demand increases seems fairly apparent. Kids aren't at school. Mm-hmm. Families are together all of a sudden and you, you do a week of Netflix and then every parent is like, okay, this kid's got to get off the couch, get off the computer, get outside and go do something. And I think collectively for people who are working from home all of a sudden, who are used to going to work to, to have, uh, you know, to stop by the coffee shop, to stop by a restaurant, we've all collectively suddenly lost that as a nation and as a world. And that creates the supply. Let's go do something healthy outside. And you, you go for enough walks, you go for enough hikes real quick. We need something different. Let's go for a bike ride. That happened quick enough that we didn't really have time to think so much as, as calling up everybody we could think of that used to work in our shop to come back and work extra hours and making overtime carte blanche for our staff to fill the need. Because not only are we selling bikes, but we're repairing bikes at a crazy rate as well. I think mean, there's families out doing active stuff right now. And that's great. The biggest thing that we're trying to do to adapt to it as a small business is to lock into that new base, right? So the customers that we've seen over the past six weeks, many of them are brand new faces we've never seen before. And that's awesome. As a shop, we had a staff meeting this last week where we talked about providing opportunities for customers to use their product, as opposed to worrying about how do we gain more customers? How do you gain new customers? Once you've done the customer acquisition, in this case, the the circumstances of this pandemic created a wider customer base in our industry. But we have to, as an industry, then capitalize on that, right? For me, that means hosting social rides, beginners mountain bike skill clinics, and how do I change my flat tire clinics? And as restrictions are loosened and we're able to do some group activities again, we've already got uh, people working on scheduling for evening social rides to, to a local brewery and morning beginner mountain bike rides to get our new clients really engaged in what we do and bring them into our community so they become long-term repeat clients instead of one time we sold them something and then they hang it up in the garage once the pandemic is over and, and never use it again. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You're not just focused on your business, but you're contributing to an, a, a literal change in culture. I really believe for any business to be really successful, it's got to do more than to fill a need with the product. It has to serve its community in some meaningful way. And that give back shouldn't always come with an ask of the customer. Every promotion shouldn't be something where you're trying to take money out of your customer's pockets. We've for a long time done events and things where there's no ask of our customer. It's opportunities for our customers to utilize their, their bikes, certainly. My wife's primary role in our company is event promotion. And, and some of those are paid events like races, but most of our events are, are things that benefit the customer exclusively that don't ask anything uh, in return. But that generates a user that becomes a repeat customer. The famous words of Gary V. Kristen and I talk about this all the time. He operates from this give, 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 ask model where you're constantly giving to your customer, whether that's giving information or being a resource for them of some sort, being a connection point for them to other people who do what they do. Yeah, I think most of the social media that comes out of our house is people out doing fun things on bicycles, which promotes cycling, make your product appealing. But that isn't necessarily accompanied with a call to action for you to come buy a bike tomorrow. It's things that are useful to the consumer, interesting to the consumer, appealing to the consumer. And it doesn't always have to be accompanied with an ask. I love that, Travis. I think that's so cool because what you've done well is that storytelling aspect. 
and building the community. And a lot of what you guys are doing is trying to engage and, and build not just customers for now, but customers for life. I am curious. I think you said that you'd grown something like 50% was not your regular customer. Where are those people coming from? How are they finding you? Yeah, there's a couple of, of means of acquiring new customers. Being in a location that creates sort of passive awareness of the store being there. Our store is physically located in a smaller shopping center that has seven restaurants in it. And seven restaurants drives a ton of traffic through the center. Paying the rent to be in a center that has that kind of traffic is one of our marketing things. People go in and out constantly of that center and they may not be in the market for a bicycle, but they go to Chipotle or they go to Divine for wine or they go to Pacino's for dinner and, and they see the bike shop over and over and over and over again. So location is sort of the first step, but building a community that respects what you do and appreciates they're gonna get honesty and integrity from the business. When a member of the cycling community is asked, oh, hey, where should I go for a bike? That carries a lot. In terms of marketing, if, if you're looking for a new bike and you see an app, you've seen a location or you have a friend recommending, which of the three of those is the strongest? Well, the friend recommending by a long shot is gonna be the strongest draw, right? So for the last 12 years, making sure that our customers experience in our store is always integrity, even when it hurts us, um, is always positive and, and upbeat and friendly and informative. Having your customers have a great experience in turn creates new customers. A lot of our new customers, it's passive. I think it's 50-50. I think half of our customers are new customers are referrals. And I think the other half, it's it's location. You, you have to be accessible. Travis, talk to us about what you're doing this, on Wednesday of this week. We're curious about both what you're doing and where the idea came from because you have a ton going on right now with stretching your staff, managing the inventory situation, and dealing with the amount of traffic, physical bodies wanting to be in a bike shop during a time of social distancing. But you have all these things you're managing and then you decided I'm also gonna do an event. Tell us where the idea came from and what you're doing. Yeah, the social distancing in a very small shop is super challenging. But you know, I step up front from the shop being super busy and walk into the parking lot. And as I said, we're in a center that's super restaurant heavy. And so I walk out front from a really busy day and my norm would be to walk out front at dinner time and the parking lot would be 100% jam-packed without a single parking space available. I walk out front for the last month and it's a ghost town because all of the businesses in our center are restaurants. You hear, you know, survivor's guilt. Why did I survive and someone else doesn't in, in time of war? Quite literally, I had that sense of we're thriving. And I walk outside and I know that those seven other businesses that are all small business owners just like me are laying people off or sending people home. They're not taking a paycheck. They're suffering dramatically. They've been at minimal operation levels for six weeks. And the probability of some of them going bankrupt and going out of business and losing jobs, and that means losing homes and having real impact on their lives. It struck home to me. That's real. Like in our hometown, right here in my own shopping center, the other small business owners are struggling. And that means their employees are too. I'm standing up front talking with one of our mechanics and he goes, yeah, I went by the local pizza shop and they were having a Tuesday night proceeds go to their employees that they had to lay off. 
And I'm like, you know what? That's brilliant. I had been thinking for weeks of how do I do something to help these businesses and employees who are really getting um, raked over the coals by this pandemic. We're in a position where we're thriving this, this month. I don't know whether we'll be thriving next month, but I know this month we're thriving. And to give half of, of a full day's business to someone in need just made sense. On Wednesday, we're going to give half of the proceeds of the bike shop the entire day. We're going to give to families that have been directly affected by this. As of right now, with a bit of vetting and, and narrowing down, we've selected three families. This gives the customers the opportunity to do something they would have done anyway, buy themselves a, a, a new bike, upgrade their bike, replace their tires, do the tune-up that they would have done anyways, and have the proceeds of that benefit someone directly in their community. Uh, and in this case, nominated by members of their community. By giving half the proceeds of the shop for a day, we should be able to write checks to these families that are more meaningful than what the federal government's paying to do the stimulus. To be able to cover a mortgage payment for a family for a month or buy a couple months worth of groceries, we've already had clients come in and make cash donations. We've already got more than $1,000. People already came in with, with donations specifically. Um, and we weren't necessarily asking for donations, though we're certainly accepting them. The donations go directly to the families and any money spent in the shop that day, half of the proceeds will go directly to those families. That's incredible. So Travis, close us out here with, mm -hmm. this is a curveball. Mm -hmm. What about the last six weeks has changed you as a business owner? Maybe changed the way you look at things or do things because you've been doing this, you said 12 years, right? Yeah, we've been in business for, for over, a little over 12 years now. So you know pretty much what to expect every day. And over the last six weeks, life served you something up as a business owner and as a leader of a team you've never experienced before. How has that impacted you? That is a little bit of a curveball. Even though we're in a position where we've been thriving this month, you see all the businesses that weren't. There's two things that, that have really stuck out for me when something like this happens. And this was a light switch. One day, we're in the best economy we've ever seen. And the next day, pandemic, you have to be um, agile enough to make a change, to adapt to the situation that's happening right now. And for us, our staff is making sure they are really well cared for and have a real sense of belonging to our family, that they're you know, compensated at a level that they can be there when they need to be. They are by far our most important resource. That's one thing. And then the other is no matter what, you can't stop driving forward. You know, when, when crisis happens, a lot of people panic and throw their hands up and go, I, I don't know what to do. And, and things fall behind. But we're seeing businesses in every category that have adapted immediately and are thriving. And so um, constantly reinventing and driving forward based on the business that's at hand today and the business that you see coming, I, I think is, is maybe my most important takeaway. We fully agree. You, you couldn't have said it better and you could put those words in any business owner's mouth right now. Totally. So, but it's hard and it's been an emotional process for a lot of people and especially because the rug was just pulled out from under so many nobody could have been prepared for something like this to happen and happen so quickly but a lot of people said okay what are we going to do we can't control it we got to do something it's been really inspiring to see that 
I think the best thing that business owners can do right now is to reach out to one another. Coronavirus has been a great equalizer where we were so competitive with each other before. That's all gone now. We're in this together. We're going to help each other out with what you're doing and how you think about those restaurants that they've been helping you with your business all these years by bringing people to that plaza. And now you can't help but want to give back in some way. That's really, really inspiring. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Last question, Travis, after all these hours you've worked after these last few weeks, what are you most looking forward to? How are you going to recharge? We, we typically do a two-day staff retreat in June, and we're going to expand that to a cooler location and shut down for three days in the, in the middle of summer and take our whole staff with us to get uh, a couple days of mountain biking and, and cool air. Being able to share that with our staff is something I'm looking forward to. And then for us, we're a fairly seasonal business with summer coming we'll see our natural taper being in Arizona heat, it it slows down the summer for us. So we'll have the ability to recharge and reassess and plan for the next season. Great. Well, thanks for your time, Travis. What are the hours for the event on Wednesday? We are open from 10 until seven on Wednesday. And as we were saying before, you know, 50% of, of all the proceeds of the entire day will go directly to support those three families. Awesome. So we're going to come out, shop Wednesday, and do some good for the community. Thanks for your time, Travis. Thank you, guys. Yeah, good seeing you all.